0: Ohiro Oni Eselen. Ruminations is the podcast in which I discuss matters of life. On occasion, I am reminded of some words that I wrote in my private journal in February 1984. I am not given to finding heroes among men I had written, because no sooner had you made a hero of a man then he disappoints you with his negative ways, such that even you cannot be proud. I am not even sure what I was thinking when I wrote those words, but that was consistent with the principle by which I had lived for much of my conscious life until that point, and definitely since then. I have never had a strong longing to meet a famous person because I am less interested in associating with any man's fame than I am in the stories of their humanity and charity. Mr. Elie had fame, but it was his humanity that made him famous in my mind. I would have wished to meet him before his death in July 2016. In fact, I wish I had. I would most certainly have loved to sit and hear him tell some of his life stories. But I know some things about his life because he gave so much of himself. A Holocaust survivor... Mr. Vizel chose love over hate, humility over arrogance, peace over war, forgiveness over grudge, and embrace over rejection. He was a Nobel Prize winner who understood the value of that honor but never rested on his laurels. So he woke up every day showing us by his words and deeds that he believed he had a continuing responsibility to make this a better world for all of us and to help us all to be more loving in our dealings with one another. He stood against all forms of discrimination and worked hard to ensure that people were defined as human Rather than by their race, gender, sexual orientation, or religion, while introducing President Obama in a ceremony at Buchenwald Concentration Camp in Buchenwald, Germany, in June fa- on June five, two thousand nine, which was just about four and a half months after Mr. Obama was sworn in as President of the United States. Mr. Wiesel said, and I quote, Mr. President, I have high hopes for you. Be able, be compelled to change the world into a better place where people will stop waging war. Every war is absurd and meaningless. We need a world where people will stop hating one another, where people hate the otherness of the other rather than respect it end of quote at the age of 87 mr visel died on july 2 2016 without seeing that wall that he envisioned but he left the rest of us who continue to live after him to work with as much zest as we can muster to stamp hate out of our world. Now, even just talking about him, I wish I had met him before he died. I wish I had the opportunity to assure him that I will do my part in the fight against hate and injustice. I wish I could have told him that I would fight that fight until I break my last breath. I loved him without knowing him personally, and now I thank him posthumously for sharing his life story in his quest to make this a better world in which humanity can be saved from itself. I also thank God for blessing this world with Elie Wiesel knowing as I do, that he was a rare gift to an ungrateful amnesic world that has so far lean, learned very little, if anything, from the consequences of wickedness. You see, sometime in the early 90s, I came across the following words written and spoken by Mr. Elie Wiesel. Quote, no human race is superior. No religious faith is inferior. All collective judgments are wrong. Only racists make them. End of quote. Inspired, I cut that quote out of the New York Times, eliminated laminated it, and kept it in a permanent place in my home while I kept a copy in my office. For many years to come, I will refer to Mr. Wiesel's words in various lectures that I will give within and outside the United States. And to this day, the cut-out quote remains in my home and office to remind me constantly of the spirit and grace of a man who endured pain and still loved and of my responsibility to always remember and remind others of the forces of love and hate that reside within the human mind, as well as the potentially destructive power of arrogance that lies within the human spirit. So, what do we have instead of the world that Mr. Wiesel envisioned? That's a good question. Well, we have and live in a world that has more affluence than at any time in human history. Yet we have more people scraping for a living than at almost any time in human history. We are much more technologically advanced and yet more blinded and driven by a desire to destroy others by what we know and build. We are more aware of the importance of spirituality, but we are more driven by a need to affiliate ourselves with religious dominations and doctrines. We deny the possibility that we all serve the same God. Instead, we claim that our God is superior to the one that everyone else serves, and we condemn those who do not belong to the religious groups with which we affiliate. To be clear, this is not an attack on religion, neither is it intended as one, but I am not naive. I am aware that there are people who may wish to attribute unintended motives to these words, and they are welcome to have a field day with their human desire to assert victimhood. I have no interest in feeding that need. Thanks to terrorism built on and propelled by religious interpretations, our world is much more dangerous than at any time in recent human history. Even then, we tend to claim that one form of terrorism is justified while another is not. So, most of us condemn Islamic terrorism... Mm-hmm. while some of us justify acts of terrorism against Planned Parenthood clinics. Or we keep silent when a young white supremacist enters a church and kills black worshippers in what most reasonable people will consider a terrorist act. Just look around the world. Due to religious beliefs, we condemn lawbreakers, but embrace members of our religion who disobey court orders and claim to do so in the name of the same God who warned us to submit to established authority. Around the world, politics has become increasingly polarized and polarizing, either because of religion or because of the belief that semaphores are superior to others. A claim which is also often justified by religion, but nevertheless a claim that the iconic Elie Wiesel addressed head-on. So what are we to do? Here is what I think. That as we move deeper into this century, this 21st century, I think we need a re-examination of what we know and believe if we are to be responsible custodians of a world that was given to us for caretaking, our religious orientation notwithstanding. Despite the craziness that we see, I believe that people exist in every country, in every society, who are committed to improving our world. I believe that because I know That you could travel from place to place, even through little towns, and you will find that the people that will be the kindest and most loving toward you are not people who practice your religion or any of the major religions that you know. I know this from personal experience. In many cases, those people that will be kindest to you will be people who do not even adhere to any religious practices, but their actions are consistent with what we know to be the character of God's love and goodness. I think we should allow ourselves the space to re-examine our beliefs and actions to see if they actually square with the values of the early leaders of the religions that we claim to be affiliated with. And whether our actions and our beliefs are actually square with a graceful creator that gave us life, high chances are that we will find that they do not. We shall take on the responsibility to spread hope by our actions reject hate and infect our world with love which is the most potent panacea for evil. In the words of Mr. Elie the opposite of love is not hate, it is indifference. The opposite of art is not ugliness, it is indifference. The opposite of faith is not heresy, it is indifference. And the opposite of life is not death, it is indifference.